You're listening to 1001 Album Club, where each episode we discuss a different album from Robert Demery's book, 1001 Albums You Must Hear Before You Die. Be talking about Fairport Convention, Liege, and Leaf. In the room, I have Rob, Malige. and Ben. Maliefs. <laughs> Liege and Leaf is the fourth album by the English folk rock band Fairport Convention. It is the third and final album of the group released in the UK in 1969 on Island and AM in the US. The producer was Joe Boyd, and the genre is folk rock. And from All Music Review, Mark Deming. In the decades since its original release, more than one writer has declared Fairport Convention's Liege and Leaf the defining British folk rock album, a distinction it holds at least in part because it grants equal importance to all three parts of that formula. Liege and Leaf found them diving headfirst into the possibilities of England's musical past, with Ashley Hitchinson's digging through the archives of the Cecil Sharp house in search of musical treasures... Hmm and the musicians eagerly embracing the dark mysteries of this music. Legion Leaf was also recorded after a tour bus crash claimed the lives of original Fairport drummer Marty Lamble and Richard Thompson's girlfriend. As the members of the group worked to shake off the tragedy, they became a stronger and more adventurous unit. Less interested in the Neo-Jefferson airplane direction of their earlier work and firmly committed to fusing time-worn folk with electric instruments while honoring both. Legion Leaf introduced a large new audience to the beauty of British folk, but Fairport Convention's interpretation spoke of the present as much as the past, and the result was timeless music in the best sense of the term. All right, what do we think of Liege and Leaf? Well, I mean, when Cliff Burton was thrown out of the bus uh, after on, on their their ill-fated tour uh, for the Master of Puppets thing, uh, they came back with uh, Injustice for All, and they just went headlong into it. So I'm just going to say, <laughs> my analogy stands. It works. Yeah, I tell you what, I, I, I'm into it. Yeah. I like it. I like, so, I like this record. So much more than the last one, right? Well, I believe that, that my take on the last it. one was... I was curious to see what these guys would do next because I thought it had some interesting elements and I was wondering if they were going to work them through. And they they do. I liked parts of their last album and I like almost all of, of this one. And also we're listening to, right now we're listening to track two, uh, Reynardine, which I had to look up and it's a werefox. Nice. This song's about a, a fucking werefox, so... 
They got that going for them. Fuck yeah, person. Yeah, they, I thought it was cool. They dug real deep. It just seems like a what library was it? Cecil Sharp House. What is that? I do, but I'm gonna look it up for posterity. Where Cecil Sharp lived. <laughs> it was the home of one Cecil. At what track did this did this record like really grab you? Um, honestly, first one, the her vocal work in in this record is way more. I, I don't know if nuance is the correct word, but like she was doing some of the like the warble stuff on the uh, the last one, and she's just straight up like. How would you describe like what her what her voice is uh, doing on this one that well, she wasn't quite uh, making happen throughout the uh, the first one? Oh, she's. Like, maybe set back a little bit, like, from... Because like, I think they were pushing that Jefferson uh, mm-hmm. Starship uh, thing a little bit harder on the last record. Now she's clear as a bell. Almost in, like, a Dolores O'Riordan way. Right, yeah. Yeah. It's really cool. Uh, I like the first track as well. This album, I was fully on board by track three, Maddie Groves. Yeah. Uh, it's a tr- traditional... Traditional British folk song done to the tempo or done to the the traditional British folk song lyrics set to the tune of American like bluegrass song Shady Grove, right? Uh, like an old Doc, Doc Watson tune, and it's so it's so cool. It it's it, it just gets in a cool groove. Yeah, I thought... <laughs> for Maddie Grove, I just wrote next to it. It's got a big old butt on it. <laughs> that, that, that bass is just like yeah, swinging back and forth in front of a face, man. Yeah, it's that's... a big, big butt on that bass. That's where it gets the groove. Yeah, the the Cecil Sharp, essentially the English folk dance and sing society, uh, was founded by Cecil Sharp, and so he was into pre- preserving, promoting English folk. Okay, so he just had in that that house of sorts publications, a library of sorts. Okay, yes. All right. Well, cool. It, and so that makes sense that she would be digging through there as opposed to the uh, any other library. Right, you know, right. A, and yeah. so I almost thought of this almost as like a grant project. You know, it's like if someone this sounds yeah. like someone got money as a grant. Although I'm sure you know they just. Fe- just came up with this idea, but dig through the archives, find these old songs, bring them to the mm-hmm. modern sort of 60s psych meets folk meets rock, you know, element that people were, were getting into at that time. And it makes perfect sense. And it works on all levels. Yeah. I mean, it, I was so struck with how well it worked. Yeah. Translating these, you know, some of the medieval songs or, or Dude, whatever. And- and it's cool because these like medieval folk song folk tales are cool and almost like a like 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 we just listened to King Crimson and and like we're getting into like metal and that kind of like almost like Middle Earth imagery and like right now we're listening to Maddie Groves which we were already, ta- already talking about has a cool groove but like have you guys look up like the story of Maddie Groves oh. I did not so he was a he was a the story is he was a knight and he was riding through uh, the this forest that they're talking about in the song, and I guess he was taken by the fairies. They say like that he was pulled off his horse and now he lives like a ghost in the middle of the forest. And if a young maiden walks through the forest and meets like the ghost of Maddie Groves, 
they are now pregnant by the ghost of Maddie Groves. So, so uh, there's a there's a ghost rapist in the forest. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what but, a horrifying song. But 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 for but in the story in the story, uh, you know, like the the maiden also is is in love with this this spec this strange forest specter, and uh, like her on her side, her parents are like trying to convince her, like, no, you need to take like a human love, and she's like, no, I love this ghost. <laughs> And, <laughs> and then on the Maddie Grove side, apparently the fairies do like a like a sac an annual sacrifice, and he's like, "I'm next up. They're gonna sacrifice me. Uh, I've been a ghost for a while, but now I'm gonna be nothing." And it's like they they make this plan. He's like, "When there's gonna be a procession of of beings on horses going towards like the sacrifice, he's like, I'll be on the white horse." He said, "Pull me off of the white horse and hold me close." And the fairies are going to try to get you to let me go. Like, first they're going to turn me into a snake. Then they're going to turn me into a lion. It's like, but no matter what they turn me into, don't let me go. Just know that I don't mean you any harm. They're just going to turn me into some creepy shit. And the maiden's like, all right. And so she pulls him off the horse. He turns into a bunch of creepy shit. And she keeps on holding on to him. And then he turns into a human again. Happy ending. <laughs> huh. Right? <laughs> Man, that's a real weird story, <laughs> right? I would that, if if you want to keep your ladies from going into the forest. <laughs> that's that's a pretty creepy story to tell. If you go in there, you're gonna get pregnant by a ghost. <laughs> you can have a ghost baby. He's the ghost of a knight. He's noble. Uh, he kind of took uh, the maidens. I don't even know if it was up to him. I think it's just part of the curse of being a ghost. Is okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have no idea. Poof, you're pregnant. But, but, the end of, but boo, you're pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> I do like the, the end of this track. Like the like from like four minutes thirty on, it gets kind of kind of mathy. Yep. It's really neat. Yeah. But it's not even. It, it's still going into like that weird English Irish jig shit, like which is just like and sausages, bangers, and yeah. Let, yeah. Let, let's count to nine and then maybe to eleven for for funsies, <laughs> because we drank too much and we went we went a couple measures over. <laughs> time with this like I, I i had posited the idea that maybe this is like the uh yeah. the, the, the the first little push into like folk meets rock because that the last one had the first like rock drums yeah. on an english folk song mm -hmm. yeah. and like maybe that's why we have the pogues and then in this particular record there's actually like a jig that is at the end of turkish song, song of the damned that yeah. starts out one of the tracks yeah yeah, um, it's the Lark in the Morning part of their Track 6 medley. However, I will say this much, having a uh, shuffle beat in front of that kind of sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Not the coolest of the rock beats you could put in front of that, but yeah. I, I feel ever so slightly um, 
that I may have been on the right track. Yeah. With no, it. I think I think that I think that you were definitely barking up the correct tree. Yeah, absolutely. It's strange too. I I was not familiar with Fairport Convention Me neither. Before, neither. before doing I was this mad, project. I was mad that we had to listen to a band called Fairport Convention. Yeah, I was I rig- supremely prejudiced. Well, yeah. Originally, <laughs> I thought that it, I thought Fairport Convention may have been like one of those like blues festivals. <laughs> right, <sounds laughs> like like, there's been yeah, two yeah. two Fairport yeah. conventions that we have to listen to uh, in the same year. Well, we got the Newport Pop Festival, then we've got the Fairport Convention. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Like I, I really thought that we were listening to two like uh, exploratory like jazz works from one of those like uh, jazz festivals. No, so but I instead was... we get some like kind of rowdy folk rock. Kind of neat, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and Leaf, it's Middle English for loyal and ready. That's neat. I love it. Yeah, and oh, and God. probably the name of a couple of pubs. Probably the name <laughs> of more than a few pubs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Probably uh, hashish, like houses. Oh right? yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. spelled like L E A F. Yeah. yeah. There you go. That's where you get my. Uh, when I open my uh, shop up, that's what it's gonna be called. <laughs> <laughs> you just start it's sell, gonna be. You just sell hobbit weed. It's, yeah, it's gonna be <laughs> hobbits and wizards smoking pipes. <laughs> Leash and leaf. Man. Okay. All right. All right. Yeah. We're well, doing lo- it. Loyal customer. If anybody's listening and wants to front the money. Let's do it. <laughs> I liked this album enough that I listened to the bonus tracks that came out on a, on a reissue. That's which great. I don't often do. Yeah, I didn't listen to that. Uh, Is there, there standouts? The first bonus track was called Sir Patrick Spens, and it fits right in with the stuff on this album, but parts of it, I, I wrote down, like I'm not listening to it right now, so it's not fresh in my mind, but it got a real almost like, proto southern rock vibe just to like the groove that they fall in just like the kind of like the laid back rock and groove it almost sounded like uh like a uh, like something that i don't know if they ever listened to it but like that could have evolved into like like the skinnered sound okay you know okay I and could, yeah i they, could maybe see that yeah like almost sound like a like a like a simple man type of just like laid back groove yeah. of a song yeah, they seem to fit in with a lot of every every song. I would get different vibes from from the Pogues to Bell and Sebastian to like oh yeah yeah all sorts of uh, folk meets rock meets the, like twee as we've said before or like a female country. Um, I mean, it, there's so much to 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 kind of go through here. I'm just very impressed. I'm. So bewildered that I, I've never uh, never heard of them before. Yeah, a real uh... Uh, because I I had, it's been said time and again. I, I read the album has come to be regarded as having a major influence in the development of British folk rock. Voted the most important folk album of all time by BBC Radio in two thousand. Really? Yeah, two thousand and two, and in two thousand six. It won the award for most influential folk album of all time. And I don't necessarily disagree with that. I just had never heard of it. Yeah. Yeah. I did, though, realize just now as you were talking that I misspoke earlier. Uh, the story that I that I uh, attributed to Maddie Groves, that's not what Maddie Groves is about. That's what Tam Lin <laughs> is about. Maddie Groves is a different cool story. If you ever want to catch up with me sometime, I can tell you the Maddie Grove story. I was wondering, because it's a tryst between a man and a woman that ended 
and the woman and uh, husband's like kill oh, it, kill No, that's a cool. It's a cool story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was I was thinking that too because I was like, I think no, I, Tamlin I, is is the ghost knight. Okay, okay. Yeah, Tamlin. Also a cool track. I, I liked track seven. Tamlin. Ta- Tamlin's the only one that I starred. Yeah. 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 Well, you like that. That. That ghost rapist. That ghost rapist. <laughs> Sandy Denny, the yep. vocalist, left us too soon. Yes, I you didn't know she was with King Crimson too. Was she? Was she? Yeah, she uh, she did some uh, some uh, singing with them. That's awesome. I thought that was awesome. That was really cool. So one could argue that the actual cause of her death would have been like maybe alcoholism and like emotional problems, but the way that it, the way that it came to fruition with her was there was a party trick that she would do where she would throw herself off of either bar stools or down the chair, down the stairs <laughs> and she would be uninjured. And that was just something that she would do. There's so many accounts of this, like you're hanging out with Sandy Denny and she just throws herself down the stairs. She would be drunk when she was doing it. And like, people would say like, yeah, she would be able to do it without getting hurt. But everyone always thought like, well, there's going to be one time. And she started to, it wasn't just one time. It was just like she started to get more hurt while doing this, but she didn't stop doing it. And once she, she threw herself down the stairs and like really injured herself badly, like in the head, like knocked herself out, had to go to the hospital and like was in the hospital for a few days. And like at that point, she threw herself down the hospital. Steps. No, at that point, her, her husband uh, took their child and I think like just moved to Australia. We, w- me and the child cannot be around this type of situation. And he had, to, and when he left for Australia, I think she was in the hospital recovering maybe. And he had to come back 12 days later because she had thrown herself down the stairs again and she was in a coma. And eventually she just died from throwing herself down the stairs all the time. You know, not not to not to bring this back around to anything, but like, I mean, Cliff Burton had done such a good job sleeping in top bunks on tour buses until this one time he was thrown out the window and he died. So it's like the exact same story, really. If you think about it, it the parallels. I mean, at some point, you just stop throwing yourself down the stairs. Oh, man. Yeah, it's true. I mean... Some people like to drink. Some people like to shoot heroin. Some people like to throw themselves down the stairs multiple times. Yeah. Houdini liked to take yeah. gut shots, man. Yeah, I, I, I guess. Oh. I guess he loved it. Loved it to death. Loved it to death. So, 
Well, that's super sad. That was the the less less than dignified end of really good vocalist Sandy Denny. Yeah, I man, she's so good. She's considered. I I've read on not just on Fairport Convention. I I read on every literally every other band around this time where she guessed everyone like praised her as being like the voice and she wrote too yeah like she she wrote some of like the the better songs on uh on unhalf bricked yep or unhalf bricking or whatever yep. like this this album's mostly traditional there's a few uh i think come all ye is original i think fair, fair farewell farewell is original but it's mostly traditional but yeah yeah great singer like mm. really strong writer a shame yeah uh all right how do we feel how do you feel, Rob? I, I I would recommend this to someone who liked folk for sure, mm-hmm. and I, I enjoyed it. Yeah. On the positive, um, yeah, I'll, 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 I this is a good find. Okay, this is a good find. the The book actually did me right on this one. Yeah, I agree with Rob. Uh, I'm gonna now have my eye out for this one. I didn't know it existed, and now I kind of want it. I would recommend it to. To people who, who who get into either like the Pogues or or like the Americana stuff, anyone that likes kind of just like the fusion of like traditional folk music, re- re- regardless of where it's from, and and more contemporary rock and roll, it's like a really early example of just the chocolate blending with the peanut butter. Yeah, yeah, I I think I feel the same way as you guys do. It super surprised about what is happening here and and sort of this being like an early predecessor of yeah like the pogues or something like that i would probably put a caveat uh on my like positive positive uh saying like if somebody doesn't they just hate folk music or something like that they'll probably hate this they'll probably hate this yeah uh but if you i really wanted john boggs to be here tonight because he has said folk rock does not exist yeah yeah, exactly. So yeah, here we are. Here we are. So we'll have to see. Let's yeah. get his take on it. All right. Next time we'll be talking about Scott Walker, Scott Four. Hey, all right. Thanks, y'all.